Hi, everybody. Before we begin today's podcast on the EYE Show YouTube channel and podcast, I want to shout out a thank you to all of you who have subscribed and pass this on to friends and family. We really appreciate the emails and comments for all from all of you that have supported us over these many years. We also, in keeping with this hope to provide free, unbiased medical and surgical information to our patients and fans, we want to thank our first sponsor for the podcast. This is Wizard Dry Eye Mask. We're so thankful to the team at Wizard Research for kind of helping our podcast be able to do what it does every week. And so this is my favorite dry eye product. I've had this for years, even before I had a podcast, even before we thought of the podcast. So this is my kind of wizard one that I've used uh, for years. This is actually new one here so basically I just take it out if I use it the one thing I love about this product is that it comes with a one-year money-back guarantee I've used other products like the aroma mask but it broke after three months and so I just switched it happened actually twice two different products so I give this to friends and family as gifts I like how it heats up very quickly it has a very soft cover uh, it does plug into a USB drive like this next to my bed I have one my husband has next to his bed one as well if I'm ever getting a sty I take it to work plug it into my computer and we'll do this kind of warm compresses as I type and then take turns if I'm having dry eyes for that day particularly. So this is my favorite product. So a shout out to Wizard Research and to their team. If you ever have a problem with the product, call them. They will replace it. No questions asked. One year. We love the product. Please subscribe to our channel. Please purchase the Wizard Dry Eye Mask. Please enjoy the show and pass it on to friends and family. Have a great day. It's Dr. Sandy Laura Kramers, one of the board certified eye surgeons at Visionary Eye Doctors, and we're going to do today part two of the macular degeneration episode based on a question we had from a patient from England that's a patient of ours and wanted to know more about uh, this disease and the latest in treatments. So about a month ago, the technology or the treatment for macular degeneration was disrupted because a new medicine came out, a new injection that helps stop a kind of macular degeneration, sort of decreasing its progression. So we're going to talk about that new medication. Uh, the name of the medication is called Cyfovir, and it's really, the, the that's the, the brand pharmaceutical name. The real name is Pegsetasoplan, Coplan, Pegsetacoplan, uh, which we're all learning to pronounce properly. And so we're going to go a little bit about, we'll go through how it works, when it's used, how often it's used, what the studies are saying. So just to recap from the previous podcast, what macular degeneration is, the last podcast we showed you a picture of the eyeball, kind of went through all the parts of what the macula is. We talked about what cones and rods are in the macula. The cones are actual cells that kind of look like a cone under an electron microscope, and that's part of what's called the retinal pigment epithelium. So the retina it's quite complex. It has multiple layers in the macula and through the retina, and each layer has a reason to exist. So the RPE, or retinal pigment epithelium, is kind of like your, your sink, or your uh, pit, some people call it pit, the pit crew, or something like to kind of provide the nutrition and also take out the toxins and the waste from the process used to process light to an electrical impulse that goes to a, the brain. And that's a kind of high energy, high blood flow system. And so there's a lot of moving parts within those very small microscopic cells called the rod, the cones in the macula. And we're gonna talk a little bit about what macular degeneration is and how you can tell uh, that it's there. 
So in the first uh, part, we talked a little bit about what it is. We talked about something called the Amsler grid. So on my YouTube video, you'll see that I'm pulling up an um, Amsler grid. What it is for those that are listening is basically just a kind of sheet of paper that we have patients usually put, put on the refrigerator. And every week, every couple of days or so, depending on how concerned a patient is, they'll look in the center of this paper where there's a black dot. And as you cover one eye, you'll basically look at the black dot and you're asked to kind of make sure as you look at that black dot, everything around it is the lines are in boxes. So there's a bunch of boxes. It's a grid. It's called the Amsler grid. It's like looking at graph paper. And you want to make sure those lines are straight and no wavy lines as you look at that black dot and you cover each eye, you're kind of making sure that as you look at that black dot, your kind of peripheral vision, which is still kind of part of the macula, is not wavy. The lines are not wavy. Some patients will come in and say, hey, you know, I was driving down the road and all of a sudden the the yellow dividing lines look the real crooked and that might be their first sign or they might feel like somebody's face is a little irregular or a, kind of a sharp line when they're reading or in the distance they'll notice it so that's sometimes the first symptom of macular degeneration and so this is very helpful we give this to patients if we're seeing any signs of it and so when we talk to patients we'll sometimes hand them some brochures this is from the american academy of ophthalmology called macular degeneration it comes in many languages you can always ask your doctor uh, if you have a family history to get one of these it has a lot of information it talks little pictures about what macular degeneration looks like to patients so this is an example on this sheet uh, that I'm, I'm showing patients on the youtube part of this a clock where you're looking at the clock, let's say, or at somebody's face, and you don't see the center of the clock or the center of the face. That's what the macula is in charge of, and that's what macular degeneration is when you can no longer see that center, what you're kind of seeing the world with. So it's very devastating, as you can tell. It goes through that eyeball I showed you. It, it tells us how we diagnose macular degeneration, which is partly a microscopic exam on the slit lamp. And we'll take a picture of the macula. We'll, we will also look with a what's called 90 uh, degree lens to take a really good look at those cells. There's things called uh, OCT, uh, ocular coherence tomography, where we take sections of the macula and look at each section and each kind of cell layer. And there's something called fluorescein angiogram or ICG, which we actually inject fluid or actually dye into the vein. And then we're able to kind of tell what the macula is doing as the fluid or the dye goes through the blood supply of your from your arm to your retina. We can see if you have wet macular degeneration or dry macular degeneration. So most patients with macular degeneration that are showing significant signs of worsening will get a what's called fluorescein angiogram or FA. So this, this is a wonderful brochure and a lot of information on how to prevent macular degeneration in terms of the vitamins, what's recommended. We'll go through that in a minute as well. So the two categories we talked about before is the dry macular degeneration and the wet macular degeneration. As we talked about before, the wet is, we think, more devastating because it's so sudden and rapid onset. But the vision loss with both of them, whether it's dry or wet, is pretty similar. The dry one is basically a combination of these waste products we talked about last time called Drusen. And so the waste products are not able to be kind of flushed out of the system. There's a whole cascade of proteins in the retinal pigment epithelial uh, layer with blood supply going there called complements. So these complements are part of our immune system that basically work with our antibodies to get rid of pathogens, uh, dead cells, uh, macrophages, and so forth, just trying to kind of clear out that whole layer. So if macular degeneration is not, is, is, or if your complement system is kind of uh, 
an issue, then sometimes there can be drugs to help the complement system or even inhibit the negative complement system to kind of prevent the macular degeneration from getting worse in the dry form. So that's what this new medication is doing. And again, it's called Cyfovir or the PEG Seta uh, Coplan is basically talk, uh, kind of attacking the complement three uh, protein of the complement cascade, trying to help the process of macular degeneration to slow down. It is not a cure. It is not reverse vision loss. It just tries to slow down the vision loss long term. So there's still a little controversy on how effective it's going to be in the short term versus long term. So two of the key studies that were done, one is called the Derby study and the other one's called the Oaks trial. And in the Derby study, uh, so it's it's basically the question is how significant is the improvement going to be? So some of these studies are indicating that within two or three years, you might decrease the progression of the geographic atrophy by up to 20 to 30 percent and it doesn't sound like that much but for a patient that obviously is seeing significant um, loss of central vision it's it's devastating so any decrease is helpful so it's the first medication in the category of treating the dry uh, macular degeneration pathway so we're hopeful that that will lead to more investigations of other drugs that will also help uh, one other thing i wanted to mention is basically uh, the dry form can, as I mentioned, equal the loss of vision of the wet macular generation. It's just been very difficult to find anything that could help with the dry. So we like to diagnose this early. So as soon as you have any sign of drusen, you want to ask your ophthalmologist, your optometrist, do I have drusen in my macula? It's a good thing I would want to know. That's what I look for when I look for my at my uh, optos or at, at my uh, photos of my macula. And drusen, as I mentioned, are the waste products of the retinal pigment epithelial uh, system that cannot get flushed out. So the drusen is basically sometimes these kind of proteins that start to kind of come together and form basically more scar tissue. So you can have a big kind of scar in your macula which is called geographic atrophy because geographic because it kind of looks like you know it can look like a continent or a state or something so there's a pattern to it and that scar tissue is very difficult to undo so what we're trying to prevent is scar tissue and the way we do that is to decrease inflammation and so the complement system helps with that the other things you should do of course is eat more antioxidants because that decreases inflammation so on some of these brochures it tells you of the what's called the ARED study, which we can go through in a future podcast, but it talks about how much vitamin C you should take a day, which is about 500 milligrams, vitamin E, 400 international units, lutein, 10 milligrams, zeaxanthin, 2 milligrams, zinc, 80 milligrams, and copper, 2 milligrams. And so this is recommended generally for non-smokers, and there's many type of pills now you can take. Uh, there's uh, I'm trying to think the the, the uh, many kinds, but they'll usually say on the bottle a red two study approved, and that tells you how much uh, vitamins are in those pills that are recommended to decrease your risk of macular degeneration for both. Technically, the issue is that most patients can get this type of food in their general green leafy vegetable salad every day or in your food products. So if you don't have drusen and you have a history of macular degeneration, 
there's not any study saying you should take these multivitamins that it's going to prevent macular degeneration. Uh, if I had a family history, I would definitely be eating a lot of green leafy vegetables naturally. I probably would wait to take any pills until I have drusen. Or if I can't eat green leafy vegetables or I'm terrible about, you know, getting that in my body, then I would take the pills. But I would most importantly protect my eyes from the sun, UV light, uh, wearing hat and sunglasses all the time, avoid smokers and smoking and also uh, just really protect my eyes from blue light, even though we don't have good data on drusen and blue light. We still don't have data on that, but I'm, I'm a proponent of trying to treat earlier before studies come out, which might still take many years to prove the blue light concern. So that's the dry component. The wet is a little bit more involved pathophysiology, pathophysiologically. Uh, what we're talking about is new blood vessels from inflammation that go into the macula. And then because they're new, what we called, we talked about a little bit last time, this molecule called vascular endothelial growth factor create new blood vessels and the new blood vessels will bleed. And it can be a very quick loss of vision. Same idea. You can't see the central part. It can be very quick and it could lead to complete blindness of that central part because of the scar tissue, the abnormal blood vessels are causing due to bleeding and then just disrupting the whole retinal pigment epithelium layer. So for years we've had treatments for the blood vessel growth called vascular endothelial growth factor inhibitors or VEGF inhibitors for short. Uh, one of the sites I looked up here has a whole list of all the different options there. The, the first one that really came out would, is really called uh, Besavizumab and it's the brand name is Avastin. It was then second came out was Ranibizumab, Rani, which is Lucentis. That's the pharmaceutical name. Lucentis was, I think, 10 times more expensive than the Avastin. So they was kind of controversial which one we should be allowed to use. But to this date, the Avastin, even though they're really the kind of very similar molecules, some, the uh, idea is that the more expensive one is better. Uh, but I know when I was in residency and post-residency, we used a lot of Avastin because it was cheaper, even though it's off-label. It's not approved by the FDA for, uh, it wasn't approved. I think it now is approved for macular degeneration. The third one to come out was Ifer, uh, Ifibercept, which is ILEA. And that has been used more and more because when we talk about these anti-VEGF molecules, including the one for dry macular degeneration, uh, the Sifovir, that has to be injected into the eyeball. So that's a needle that goes into your eyeball and it allows the medication to really touch and touch those cells that are being affected. So that means that you will need an injection sometimes once a month, sometimes every two months. These newer medications on the wet macular degeneration side can sometimes be spaced out to even once every three or four months, whether you're talking about any process involving this VEGF molecule. And so as the technology improves with these medications, we can space out the number of treatments most people need, which is obviously wonderful because who wants an injection in their eyeball? Nobody. The risks, of course, are always the same infection and not working. Uh, so infection can always be a risk in terms of needing more surgery, loss of the vision permanently, loss of the eyeball. So those are risks that are not without, uh, I mean, they're concerning. So we try to obviously be aware of that. So the other ones are basically kind of listed here in terms of the other ones used, but those are the main ones that have been used in the United States. Uh, the So the fourth one is basically Brolucizumab and it's uh, Biovu, which is the uh, brand name. And so those are on the wet side of macular degeneration. So just so you have an idea of how these all work. 
I hope this is informative to help you because we want to kind of help patients as you live longer to enjoy your vision. So anything you can do now as a young person or your, tell your kids or grandkids, wear sunglasses, wear a hat, eat green leaf vegetables, avoid any type of inflammatory uh, decisions like smoking, eating terrible foods, getting diabetes, not exercising, being in the sun, uh, those things increase your inflammation. So tell patients, tell your tell your uh, family and friends, tell your, your loved ones about this concern because nobody wants to lose vision as you get older. It's not a fun way uh, to live your last days. So I hope this was helpful. Please, please continue to send your comments and questions. And I look forward to seeing you on the next podcast. Have a good day.